We're back here with another jam-packed episode. Don't leave it to the judges podcast. Remember, main man Patty Broken Skull. Patty, goddamn right, Patty Broken Skull. Write the name down. Don't forget it. Remember it. Don't say it wrong either. And it's P A D D Y, not like Patty the Batty, because this this Patty here is a real Batty. I'm sorry, Patty. Don't come after me. Uh, I am on Twitter though. If you'd like to shout me out. Nonetheless, uh, we watched the fucking Ultimate Fighter. All right. Second episode has made its way to our ears, to our eyes. And uh, I'm going to get your take on it first, man. I, I got some notes here. Uh, it started out real crazy, huh? It started out crazy. Cold <laughs> Fucking cold sore stops fight from happening. But the craziest thing for me wasn't just the cold sore. It was the fact that that Wells guy said that the Dagestani fighters are like, fa- like it's like a fairy tale. Yeah. But, then you have- but that means that the fairy tale, fairy tales aren't real, bitch. You know Khabib exists. You know what I mean? Like, Kamzat uh, uh, exists. Like, these guys exist. What's the fairy tale part? I think he mi- it's the wrong word. You know what I mean? Say movie, maybe. Right? Fairy tales are completely unreal. Okay? You're, you're basically saying, like, oh, yeah, these Russian fighters are like goblins and trolls. Are they? They exist, though. They're real people, dude. You can't <laughs> consider them a fairy tale when you've seen them be successful. That's true. And one thing that got me with this is, dude just had a fucking cold sore, but... We had to go through like 20 minutes of uh, the drama of like, what's wrong with him? Oh my God, he can't fight. Holy shit. Will he be ready next week? We don't know. We don't know. It's a, what's wrong? Medical issue. Is it a legit medical issue? It's a medical issue. It's all we know. And then you come to find out like 20 minutes later, it's a fucking cold, little itty bitty cold sore on his lip. Jesus there was Christ, a, uh, a lot of foreshadowing before you find out why the fight wasn't <laughs> happening. You know what I mean? Like they really built it up and then you're yeah. like, oh, it's that thing on your face. How come they? How come they're not gonna let you fight? But Ian Gary got to fight with that nasty shit on his face. Remember that? <laughs> that was like a second fight. I'm like, that's disgusting. Yes. And the uh, remember Pastor. the dude that fought with the, the staff infection not that, not that long ago. <laughs> oh, and then Joaquin Buckley was in one of these motherfuckers' training camps. I just want to say that I saw his face. I think he trains in Michigan. Nonetheless, I you said staff infection. I thought Joaquin Buckley, and then there you go. Uh, that's how I made that connection. But what do you got on the actual fight, dude? No, no, not that. Let's, let's, let, me, let, me, let me bring this up. There was a moment in the house, which I love. This is what we live for. This is why we watch it. There's a moment in the house where the guy who I already don't like is talking shit. And I already mentioned him before. Okay, there's two guys I don't like. This is the second guy. First guy I don't like is the son of a bitch that wore the robe to fucking the, the fighter picking shit. Yeah. Because he talks again after Connor came and partied with him. And bro, what a, what a fucking dumbass accent that guy's got, huh? Hey, dude, got some energy. Eh? That dude got some energy there, dude. It just makes me like fucking yeah, dude. You're like, bro, slap the shit out of that guy. Holy fuck. You know what I mean? Slap that dude right back into a polo shirt tucked in. You know what I mean? Let's yeah, straighten this well, motherfucker which one out. Of him that is that anyway? Who, who is I that don't guy? know. He's the one that was at the very beginning <laughs> said like the shit about man. Connor coming in. He's like, Connor, dude, I just feel like him and me, dude. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah I, he wore the robe with the backwards hat yeah. to the way to fucking, you know, that shit. Yeah, yeah. You know what it is? He listens to this show. He thought he had a, a judge's robe on. He's, he's fucking it's some kind of message to us. That's what <laughs> yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be. But uh, there's the other guy. It's okay. There's uh, there's Lando and there's Mando. Okay, Mando's the guy that fought. Lando is the other character with a little poofy front hair shit. He's got a big old nose, and he was talking shit to Roosevelt. He's not even talking shit to Roosevelt. He's talking shit, and Roosevelt's there. Okay, he's just. Talking about oh uh, blah, 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 all this different stuff mm-hmm. about while well, being here da, 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 I'm on the other team you guys being here before blah 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 then he goes on camera by himself and he says you know they've all been here before they got cut for a reason da 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 so that right there was when I was like oh yeah fuck this guy yeah fuck this guy he's gonna get crushed and I hope he does and, and then talk Rose shit to the the guy that won his fight in a matter of seconds last week okay and that's okay and then here's the other thing too I was also curious of what what type of man Roosevelt was because that's a test of patience. So that him sitting there and going, I, I don't like you. <laughs> Just eventually <laughs> telling him to his face, yeah, I don't like you, dude. Shut the fuck up talking to me. That's when I was like, oh, yeah, Roosevelt wins the whole shit, bro. Roosevelt comes back hard. I think I think it's Roosevelt and Cody Gibson, bro. We'll talk about that more. But there's something – it's fucked up, but we'll get to it. But what did you think about that uh, interaction there? Because Roosevelt stood up, dude. Yeah, he's oh, stuck. yeah. Roosevelt he's was ready to fight right then. You know, Roosevelt – He's got it in his mind. I mean, he went on this long monologue and he was like, he was just talking like, hey, you know, when you have it and you'll lose it, 
you'll die to get it back. And he's talking about the UFC letting him go. He had a spot in the UFC, he lost it. And he could do anything to get that spot back. This is dangling the carrot. The ultimate fighter is them dangling the carrot back to him. Here, buddy, you want to eat? This is what I talk about. Motherfuckers, you, there are some fighters that do this to eat. And those fighters are the most dangerous. Kurt Hollibaugh is going to be a problem, dude. Right? That's his name. The other dude. Psycho motherfucker that like looked in the uh, Connor's training partner's fucking eyes. Yeah. And he's like, nah, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Scary son of a bitch. But Austin Hubbard, buddy, what a nose on that fucking guy. <laughs> what happened? Tell me you saw. No, I didn't pay attention to his nose. Bro, but. anytime he talks, this thing is like flat. It's flatter than <laughs> Vanderlei Silva, dude. You're like, is it? Was it smashed? Were you born this way? Is it some sort of fucking like accidental oh, lap experiment? I see. It's like a white Booker T, but worse. Bro, it's cr- dude. It looks like it was shattered, like like Mike Perry's shattered nose, and they didn't ever try yeah. to fix it. Yeah, you know, what I mean? like leave it like it is. It's fine. It's actually open more. <laughs> Damn. I mean, the easy joke is like Rudolph, but I mean, it, it really is like, so it's not really a joke. I don't know. But also, uh, before we get into the fight, uh, Michael Chandler, more and more respect for this dude. More and more respect for this dude, because, you know, we love the showboat. We love the guy who can showboat and back it up, dude. Be the guy who can talk that shit and back it up. That's also cool. But when you're a guy like Michael Chandler, who comes from a place like Bellator and, and he's taking being a UFC fighter seriously. He he takes the relationships he has with these veteran fighters seriously. He talks to them like men. I respect that more than anything anything that any of these other coaches have done because he has a he has a lot to prove. Just tr- coaching guys that used to that worked here for years before you, dude. It's got to be it's you know what I mean. That's got to fuck with the dude. And he's not he doesn't he's not thinking of it like that. He's not using he's because the way he fights and his personality in Bellator came off very much like I know I'm the shit. I know I'm the best. And then he comes to the UFC and you're like, this motherfucker. And see, that wasn't his fault. He got a title shot like immediately. But he also did his fucking thing. That's the difference. We can sit here and be mad as we want to be because of being a Bellator fighter, but you have to respect the man that gets there. He still got there. None of it was a fluke. No. Right? Okay, Ben Askren gave it a goddamn try. If he would have, the Robbie Lawler shit was a fluke, man. That was a fluke. Robbie was dog walking him around that fucking octagon and that bitch won. He should have never been here. Michael Chandler has proven himself that he should have been here all along. He's special, dude. I like him. There's a personality that there's two different variations of personalities that work very well in this game. And Michael Chandler is one of them. That walk on mentality, bro, that work hard. I'm going to be the fucking best. Even if you don't think I'm the best, I'll, I'll, I'll prove you wrong. That shit's phenomenal. Connor teaches that shit, too, in a different way. I am the best already. Try and stop me. Right, so it's it, they're conflicting personalities, dude. It's gonna make this show wild. This is gonna this is gonna be a historic one for sure. And Connor's so jacked, dude. His arms are fucking massive. Am I wrong? Oh no, you're not wrong. Bizarre. I, I just got so much respect for him. Of anytime he's sparring, the guy has the guy sparring. He's in there with him. I love that. You know, it's like uh, put- you know somebody in the army having you go on a run, but they're fucking running with you. Absolutely. Riding fucking in a jeep, watching run. you. Let's go. I got my shorts on, Jack. We're doing it. It's a. Uh, it's a. Uh, it's very much a one-man sport, but also very much a, a – I don't know how else to explain it. It's a group effort too, right? Like Ryan Bader being in there. Of course, we make the jokes about the fact that Ryan's still in Bellator, but by far one of the more successful Bellator fighters in history. So you can't really – he's doing – you can't say he sucks as a fighter. He just wasn't good enough to be a champion in the UFC. I only got one criticism for Conor McGregor. Bro, when you're getting your hair cut, stay still. You got to stay still, man. <laughs> He, that's a man who's never had anybody fuck up his hair. You know what I mean? Because they're like, he'll choke slam me, dude. I'm not even going to try to make this man sit still. You can't be moving when, around, though. When we were kids, that's exactly what it was. As soon as you moved around, dang, whole side <laughs> fucked up. This man didn't have to worry about it because anybody cutting his hair was like, oh, he hits really hard. <laughs> I kind of wonder if that guy left and then he brought in like a fucking professional, trimmed his hair back up because he, he looked a lot different. After, you know, after the scene, on the next scene. So, uh, let's talk about the fight, dude. It It was Mando. Again, it wasn't much of a fight. What's his name? Mando Gutierrez, right? Mm -hmm. Versus Corey. Cody Gibson. Cody Gibson. Gibson. I said Corey because he resembles a little bit of Corey Sandhagen. He's got that long body. uh, Snappy punches. You know, good footwork. The dude's all over the place. His wrestling's top notch. Uh... But this this fool here could make a make a run at Roosevelt for winning this, because of 
eight years, bro. Yeah, let, let me eight years. Go ahead. Let me ask you something about Mondo. Did you notice uh, who he fought on the Contender Series? Yes, uh, pissed me off. Yeah, I knew it would. I knew it would. I, I wrote it down this here. I said Mando lost to the eight-year-old. Had the, the chance to stop this eighteen-year-old hype train way before it started, and the guy got on top of him like he was a blanket and just yes. wrapped him up. It's worse though, Sam. That was McGregor's number one guy. Yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, so much cringe when they Weird. showed the highlight of him on the Contender Series. I'm like, oh shit. Hated so, it. Hated it. <laughs> Like, oh, no, I wouldn't even brought it up. Please don't show that. Just say I was on the Contender Series. We don't need to have a yeah. highlight. Because I still don't know that fucking kid's name. What is it? <laughs> I don't even know. It's like you know what I'm saying? That's, or something. That's the ugly, ugliest the jump, guy that's in the world. Us. Everyone knows who he is. <laughs> but that's us saying, fuck a hype train. Fuck yeah. a hype train. We ain't getting on, dude. We'll walk. Um, now, the fight, Gibson had major height, dude. So much more experience. And I thought this was just kind of unfair because <laughs> as a fan, I'm like, well, I want Cody to win because I'd like to – he fought Aljo, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? Bring his ass back. Let's run it. That's a storyline. He already did it. I don't remember him from those years at all. Me either. Eight years ago, no idea. Roosevelt, it's like, yeah, for sure. Uh, the other guy, fucking glasses. I can't think of his name ever. Katona, Brad Katona. Mm -hmm. You know, these guys I remember. Jason Knight, remember. Gibson? No. And he's 35. But then Mando, it's like uh, the undersize. He's so aggressive. He looks quick. Very much of a Mighty Mouse type of a style to me. Like, he's tenacious. He's all over the place. He's a grinder. But I, I've never seen it work out against a guy with that much of a height difference. You know what I mean? Outside of Mighty Mouse, you know, Mighty Mouse being the guy who wins. Mm. Guys that are just sort of similar, it doesn't pan out because those tall guys are just so much more. There's finesse to what they do. You know, they have they know how to use their height to their advantage against in the smaller weight classes. You don't see it so much as in a heavyweight if he's six foot seven fighting a six one guy. You don't see that because he's still got power. But the little guys who use their height, it, it is a major advantage. Yeah, that uh that Cody Gibson has a win over John Thompson and that was just uh in October twenty twenty one. So fairly okay. recently. Did he do know. any Bellator or anything like that? Did he make it over to another big league at any point? And hell, this is XMMA, whatever the fuck that is. I didn't even know John Dobson was even around, but uh, no, nah, it doesn't look like it. UFC was some small organization. It wasn't one fight in LFA and uh, one fight in Eagle FC. He lost at the Ray Borg. I mean, the name though, dude. Names, mm -hmm. right? Like guys that fought the top of the top. He's a problem. And I think the one thing that people are underestimating is I think the kid's got power. Cody looks like he's got power. He hit because those the UFC highlights the shots that he would connect on these fools were insane. The way he made that one dude fall, I was like, I've never seen anyone fall like that. It was like he's trying to flip. But he does he have an Achilles heel though. Uh, out of his uh, his eight losses, four of them are by submission. So well, let's see. He's a one thirty fiver. What do we got submission wise? It's not heavy submission. These are strikers these days. Yeah, right? I mean it's true. true. And, and and maybe he's improved a lot because the last time it happened was uh back in 2017. So Well maybe he finally figured out how to use yeah. his body type. Maybe back then cuz being a striker is only so good those years. Now you have to be so well-rounded well to advance at all. And maybe that's the case. He's like, "Well, I got fucking long as hell." Because even when they were showing him like training, he was like, "Come further under with your long arms when you're going for that body lock or whatever it was." He's like, "Come further in." Step all the way in, but bro, he's he slept Mando so bad. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, you heard it. Story, like, like you said, I mean, the last time he was in the UFC was on the card Bigfoot versus Mir. That's how that's how long ago. There could be people listening to this like I don't know who those are. No. <laughs> What's a Mir? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, that man. He hit that knee on Mondo, and man, fucked his day up, dude. All of the all the prospects have to be watching this. And are like, holy shit, we gotta fight these guys? Like well, the, these after these first two fights, they they you gotta be a cocky motherfucker to think, holy shit. Now, I mean, you, you can portray it on the outside, but inside, you done seen both guys finish, probably add up their time and it's less than two minutes uh together. Yeah. You're probably well, thinking, get, son of a bitch. That's how we get some of the house drama. If these fights are too short, they gotta put more house stuff in it. Dude's we probably taking that. his cold sore and just rubbing it all over the floor everywhere, like please. <laughs> Please get me in there. But I thought that the ending was interesting. 
Uh, there's a special guest they talk about showing up. Oh. Some kid. I don't know who the kid is, but Connor hands this dude a wad of hundreds that makes me envious, my friend. What the fuck was that? Dude, I it- don't know what it is. Oh, my gosh. So, man, I wrote down next week. Uh, McGregor gives money to some kid, makes him look like a pedophile. Because it's it's like a little kid. and He's like handed him all this money. No context. Hey, look, little action figures of me. (laughs) Take these home with you, little boy. I mean, what was that about? So strange, but also lots of hundreds, dude. How much money do you think he gave him? Two grand? Yeah, something like that. And he didn't even count it. He's just like, I don't know. Here's some of what I have. And he had plenty (laughs) left over, too. Plenty left over. Uh, But then he goes and he parties with his fucking team. And he's like, I don't know. I brought cake. (laughs) Yeah, he just gave that kid a piece. Oh, he dresses so weird. It's so nice. He dresses so nice, but his it fits his body so fucking weird. It makes Connor look strange. It makes it look like he's got something up his ass. Okay? His shoulders are too far back, too spread apart. What's going on? Too much straightness. I don't know, dude. He it's sits down. Look, man. <laughs> insane. What's he going for? What's what a newsie? What's he trying to be? What's with the fucking three piece? You know what I mean? Wear a t-shirt, and then and then also when he wears athletic gear, you're like it's too tight. All of it, tucked in, sweatpants and shit. Come on, I bet he rolls his shorts. Well, I don't understand. But anyways, uh, yeah, that was interesting. I can't wait to see the guy who he's fighting Austin Hubbard, and he's the one that might save the day for the for the young prospects, right? What's his? Uh, he I, I don't think anybody can stop my skill. And what is it? Jujitsu. <laughs> <laughs> What is this fucking 2004? Nah, Austin Hubbard's uh, the veteran, man. He's the, That's he's what I'm veteran. saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's well, all? What's Austin gonna do? Because there's some when they show the little stupid highlights from the thing, you're like, oh, he caught him a lot. He hit him hard a bunch of times. The prospect, the prospect's getting beat up, is what oh, I saw. Oh, that's, yeah, we'll, we'll find out. But <laughs> this would be a fucking. I mean, the attitude also that the, the not only the team members of Connor would have after this ends if they get shut out. And then Connor going in to fight Michael Chandler after losing every fight. I don't think he does, but you know, fun stuff to talk about. I like this more than anything. Yeah. Fucking this fight card's probably gonna suck. <laughs> Is Frank Mir on it? <laughs> so, hey man, I want to uh, bring up a little bit. Of, uh, the UFC just released a bunch of people. I mean, a whole fucking slew of release. Uh, so, like an hour ago, Journey Newson gone. Maximum Grissom gone. Eric Gonzalez. Orion Kosi. Yeah, that was a contender fighter. Nick Fiera. Uh, wild, dude. Uh, Alir Latifi. Omar Morales. Trevin Jones. Bye, Elar. <laughs> now you can go eat. Tony Gravely. Bat Gurley Dana. And uh, Mac Wan. It's that guy that does all them fucking submissions and can't do anything oh. else. Mac Wan Americani. Yeah, there he is. Yeah. He looks like he runs me with Freddie Mercury. You know what? Comes. He'll headline a Bellator in fucking three months. <laughs> Guaranteed. They're like, we got Maquan over here. Yeah, man. So a lot of releases uh, coming out and some new fighters being signed. Yeah, um, I told you. I was pretty sure that this Maxim Grishin guy was probably going to be there, and he's on the card. I was like, Felipe Linz is on the up and up. He's he's moving forward. This guy was on his last contract. That's what a lot of these fights that are free usually are. They're not gonna cut the guys on the that are selling fights on pay per view and shit. Never, or at least not not never. What am I saying? Yeah, this this fight, uh, Linz versus Christian. Not a lot of action. Both their guys standing there, taking their time, trading a little bit. Uh, Linz he ended up against the cage a couple of times, uh, getting caught with his back up against the cage. Uh, decision win for for. Gr- no, Linz. <laughs> right. Uh, you're right, Lens. Lens. I'm sorry, my fault. He knew what he was talking about. Yeah. He just read too fast, yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I had that name was fresh in my mind. He just got fucking. Re- <laughs> <laughs> uh, Blackshear versus Lacerda. All right, so what a weird fight because Blackshear was desperate to get this thing to the ground. Did you see this one? And, I feel like I missed this. And then he gets rolled up in a knee bar attempt. He gets out the knee bar, and then he does the same fucking thing again. But then he starts. Uh, just started pounding on him, you know, just hitting him in the face as dude was trying to grab his knee, and dude just fucking lays there with his arms around his on his leg, getting pounded in the face. And uh eventually the he just hangs on to his leg and the ref just has to stop it because he's not defending himself at all. <laughs> it's just though there's gonna be a handful of the, those guys we're gonna continue to see 
that when they find that thing that they think they got, they'll never give it up. And they put themselves in damage. <laughs> in trouble, dude. Uh, Reed versus uh, Ginyu Fry. All right, so Reed, uh, better on her feet. Uh, couldn't stand a hard time stopping the grappling of Fry, but but she did enough to win the fight. A decision win for her. Shitty fight, as we have done. Uh, as expected, guys. This is not something we're making up. Just go watch the card. Watch any cards. Watch the whole, all the fights. Sit down for three hours. Watch the shit. And tell us we're wrong. The most boring shit is typically heavyweight. <laughs> <laughs> at least these days. Yeah, if it's on fucking the lower, you know. Uh, well, Andre, uh, we'll continue. We got some more to talk about. Let's not do riffs now. Huh. Sam, tell <laughs> your... Uh, Muhammad, uh, Namav, 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 Namav. Anyway, versus Jamie Malarkey. All right. Malarkey looked good in the first round. He was standing there. He was he was uh, swinging, hitting, uh, hitting Muhammad easily in the face. Uh, Muhammad just looked hesitant as hell. And as the fight went on, it was like he was gaining more and more confidence. Uh, Malarkey, he landed some big shots in round one. I mean, if the, if the round one, it, it had been extended by another minute, you know, he might have been able to get uh, Muhammad out of there. But anyway... Yeah, uh, Malarkey was on his way, dude. He was cracking this kid. Yeah. He and dude was up. hanging around, and then he fucking hits him with a, uh, a huge right hand. My God. So. Didn't he Didn't he just drop down to his knees? Yeah. <laughs> like uh, somebody was flatlined, and then somebody definitely went just right down to their knees. Yeah, I think he went straight down to his knee. He hit him with that big right. My God. I mean, the kid's got a chin. Malarkey's got a chin, but I think there might be something to a weight class change. Maybe go smaller, because then if he goes smaller, he's got reach. He might have some extra stamina. He's got the power already, dude. With the reach on top of it, on top of it, because he's a lightweight. You drop down to 145, man, you'll be fighting top 15s in fucking in three fights if you can win. And it's hot right now. 145, 135, those, all those smaller divisions are killing it. Lightweight's just not, it's not it, man. There's too many power punchers. Some of these guys got over, they got to think about it. Look at guys like Corey Sandhagen. You, you're telling me he's not a 55er? You're telling me he doesn't walk around at 55 comfortably? And then he goes down, and what does he have? A major advantage over a lot of the guys, whether it's grappling or striking, if you know how to use it. And Malarkey has that skill. He's a nasty striker, dude. The, it's just uh, guys uh, hit so hard, bro. That they fight filled so up hard. a whole stadium for watching Muhammad. 3 a.m. in the morning. Yeah, there time. you go. Uh, sexy Mexi ended up in decision, too. Uh, dude, so uh, I cannot remember how to say this guy's name. Uh, Mon... Gafarov. Anyway, he was just body kicking the hell out of uh, Castaneda, and then uh, Sexy Mexi wraps his legs around uh, around his fucking head with a big kick. I mean, he wrapped his whole fucking leg around his head, dude, knocking him down. Dude got back up. Uh, then it was like it started. It was almost like the fight started all over again, the same way. Uh, Castaneda was taking some punches up against the cage. Uh, it, it, it was like the whole fight that happened. He'd wrap it. He would throw a big leg kick, wrap his head around them. Anyway, it um, then then uh, uh, a fucking headbutt happened, and a point was taken away. Round three, sexy Mexi had more more pressure. Fucking uh, decision. It just kept happening too. Like this became a theme of the night. It was like anytime there was a possible clash of heads. The fighters would acknowledge it or the referee would acknowledge it. So there's, I don't know, they're being more strict about it or maybe it was just where they were. This is the apex, wasn't it? So uh, maybe, yes, this was in yeah. the apex. So then the Vegas itself, the Nevada Athletic State Commission is definitely definitely going to be on top of it. I mean, it's smart, but also it's probably because we've seen so many people take fucking bad damage from yeah. the head clash. They seem to be really cracking down on it after the Kevin Holland uh, fight where he got headbutted. Oh, there was another one too. I think right out. We've seen several since then too. Yeah, there's um. Nothing in Nevada. Yeah, I'll talk about more about that one on the uh, um coming up in a couple of fights actually. Okay, so <laughs> Castaneda versus uh, Gafarov was very similar to me as Daniel Santos versus Johnny Munoz, but that was a uh, following Andre Olowski versus Dante. I I was like these guys are basically doing the same thing. It almost. Four of the same guys. Uh, but yeah, Andre Olowski, the veteran, versus Dontale Maves. I was a little disappointed because of the fact that Maves thought that this was super impressive. Yeah, he did. Dude, like, everyone <laughs> should know by now. Me and you know. Anyone watching knows the key to beating Olowski is just to rush at him and just overwhelm him with punches. We've yes. known that since the Brett Rogers days. Absolutely. 
So, so it's gotten even worse now because like we we keep talking yeah. about with Arlovsky, it's like no, he has no power like he did. Not doing yeah. anything. He's not trying to win the fight. He's just trying to survive. Don't hurt me too bad. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? There's, it's it's an Arlovsky fight. It's just, it's a Shogun Hua fight. You know what I mean? These guys are just there as to be a body. It's and a- Don Tail was like uh, the, the little bit of showboating was kind of weak because it's like you should be doing this to the other guys you you're fighting. You're a six foot six monster, and it took Andre Arlovsky to make you showboat. Chill out, guy. You know yeah. what I mean? It, it took him uh, way took too him long, long to figure yes, the puzzle exactly. out. If he was that, spe- you know what I mean? If Dante was like the next guy that was going to be the next heavyweight thing, he would have dropped Arlowski in the first 30 seconds. Let's see something real. Next fight, but there was a clash of heads in this one. Arlowski pointed that out. Clashed heads pretty fucking hard, dude. I think it split Arlowski, but he didn't even bleed from it because <laughs> he has no more blood left. <laughs> like, the dude's a vampire. Yeah, you know, I was, I was, this is what I wrote down at the beginning of this fight. I actually just wrote this shit. Maze look, looks confused. Headhunt, dude. Orlowski is ripe for the picking. Fuck. Absolutely. Sorry. But it's like, he's the gatekeeper. We have to accept that. He's not the best gatekeeper, but it's all we got. Okay. It's a name that looks good. Still on your fucking record for some reason. People will see that and be like, whoa, you beat Andre. Oh, sure. Come on over to Bellator, right? Once you don't do anything else, it'll still look good to them because that's a name. Congratulations, I guess. I don't want to take anything away. Maybe the guy's fucking found his thing, and Arlowski was the first one to get it. You know what I mean? Like, I uh, doubt that's the case. Santos Munoz, yeah, Munoz content on laying on his back when he's when he's when he isn't getting kicked in the nuts. That's had the point taken away from Santos. It was so after sloppy. Nut kick number two. It was like the entire fight card. There was something going on, stopping the fight. <laughs> Something happening, some fucking weird shit. We got to stop, check this, look at that. The referee sleep, you know, whatever it is. There's fucking always extra shit. It can't just be, they made it two rounds, dude, and nothing happened that was illegal. Now, this uh, Sant- DeSantos, Nurmagomedov, man, Nurmagomedov was all over DeSantos early, and then he just, like, flattered late, man. Uh, it was very fast-paced at the beginning of this fight, just all over the man, and then he... I don't, I don't know if he wore himself out. I don't know what the fuck happened. I don't think these guys wear out like that, but... that's Yeah, that was what I was going to say. I don't know. Where'd that come from? How? What? Because I, I, if I'm being honest, I don't think we've ever really seen it. I don't think I've seen a tired Dagestani fighter. Not even one. Even in a loss, they were still fine. They were like, we can we'll do four more rounds. Like, okay, I'll fucking win, win it back, I guess. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, very strange. He is the biggest one we probably know of, though, if we're being honest. You know, being a welterweight <laughs> towers over all the other guys that are 5'3". Um, but yeah, Zaleski Dos Santos, is not, he's not a slouch, man, but he is he's up there in age, right? He's one of those older guys, 37, 38, something like this. You got to do it now, and you got to do it fancy if you're going to make a run. You know what I mean? BKFC has given Houston Alexander all the mic time in the world. You know what I mean? He's 50, but he's on a run. You're allowed to talk then. You know what I mean? If you're just beating guys by decision, no one gives a fuck what you're doing. No one's going to be like, well, where's Zaleski's next shot? Who's who's the top 10 guy? He's No, because you're not doing it in in enough of a fashion where people are going to give a fuck about the name. It doesn't sell. Sorry, that's the real of the real of it, man. This, ain't, this is not fucking the NBA. You can't be popular just because you're the guy that hits the threes on the team. You know what I mean? You got to do more than that today. But, buddy, this next fight, oh, my oh, God. Kareem Silva versus... Ketlin Souza. Bro. All right. So nasty. So So nasty. Silva gets a quick takedown. She threw some elbows from the top. And then my guy, I was, she leaned back and grabbed her leg. And I was like, what is she doing? She's going to lose position. Where's she going to? Why is she giving up this position? And then mood. Oh, that fucking leg, that knee popped. And we might not ever see Souza ever again. I don't know. It'll be like two or three years before we see it brought me back to whatever that show was that fucking the lead singer from Papa Roach used to host where skateboarders, it just showed skateboarders getting injured and showed like what bones they broke. It reminded me of that shit because it was, okay, you know how it's hard to catch a leg break? Cameras are right on top of this bitch. No, yeah. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't a kick. You know what I mean? It was a submission. It, it, was, not, it was not something being thrown where there's possibly two angles. No, this, this motherfucking camera's right on top of them watching the leg snap. You're like, oh, okay, so that's how the knee breaks. Cool. Uh, you, like, you could almost see the x-rays of it. And bro, her face, I, I, just, yeah. 
And her defense was really strange, but it looked proper. It looked like she was defending it properly. She came up, she leaned forward into it, but then whatever Karina did, <laughs> bro, however she turned those hips, she said, oh, you fucked up. Hank. And it was uh snap. It was over with. Yeah. But then she cried. So uh, Tim Elliott, Victor Altamarino. Dude, this, this is what I wrote down. Tim Elliott doing Tim Elliott things. Yeah. Uh, the takedown, the ground and pound. The, the slow ground and pound elbow to your face. Uh, yeah, man, it was uh, pretty bad. This is the thing, though. This is this is the same shit that we can argue for fucking Darren Elkins, okay? You can be that guy. <laughs> but do you want to be a champion? Do you want to make that real money? He gets on top of you and he completely smothers you. I mean, there's, there's no breathing. You can't breathe anymore. Yeah, man, Tim Elliott. Hard to breathe with that guy on top of you. He knows... Just to areas to, to, to smother you where you, you're just defenseless. Yeah, you can't do anything to get away. But the, the thing is, it's like he can – okay, you could make an argument for like Rory McDonald, right? He kind of had that smothering style. Khabib is the top guy, of course, when you talk about that. But Tim has to do it faster. He has to do it with the, uh, the idea of the outcome being a finish, not just I'm going to beat this guy up, beat him with points. Like – like the fucking Wells guy from the Ultimate Fighter, that's like, I'm gonna get him, him with some shots, I'm out, I'm out, point him. It's like we don't want you to outpoint him. Yeah. Finish him, stupid. But yeah, Tim Elliott's dangerous, dude. He's always gonna be. I just, I, I, I think there's so much more potential in him if he could just go in there and close the show out a little quicker. You can be that grind guy. You can, but you have to finish second round. Give us something to look at. Now, Give us buy tickets. This next fight, Jim Miller versus Jetly, Jesse Butler. This Butler guy was not supposed to be this fight. This was supposed to be uh, Jared Gordon. And he, his last fight, he had that clash of heads with Bobby Green. And a few days ago, he all the blue at the press conference goes, yeah, I, was, I had a concussion from that fight. So, boom, they had to fucking take him, pull him away from this fight. Because Dana White's like, that guy's not a doctor. We got to get him to see the proper medical uh, doctors, make sure everything's okay. Pulled him out, and Jesse Butler took his place, and Jim Miller killed the guy. Twenty three fucking seconds. Here, here's my, here's my honest thing. I didn't see it. <laughs> I saw the introduction. I, something happened. I walked away, and I came back, and Jim Miller was raised, and his hand was getting raised, and I was like, "That's fine with me." I didn't even know. Who, <laughs> I knew something was going on with Jared Gordon. Was all I saw was Jim Miller being introduced, coming into the thing. Walked away. Next time I came back, hand being raised. I'm like, well, however, all I thought was, well, he probably guillotined him. Probably grabbed that neck, and that was it, like me and Sam talked about. But fucking take the knockout all day, you know? Yeah, but are we going to see a Jared Gordon versus Jim Miller? Does he, he still him, do that? And then when dude was going down, he fucking gave him a huge-ass uppercut. And just, man, he it was over I mean, with already, but. I mean, the, when you when you see Jim Miller these days still doing Jim Miller shit, like Tim, Tim Elliott, yeah. you wonder what happened to Dan Miller. You know what I mean? His brother made a little run there for a second. He's yeah. younger than Jim. What you doing, bro? Why is not he not on the Ultimate Fighter? Throw him in there. Get that motherfucker a shirt. That's the other thing I'm curious about is if later in the season we start to lose guys. Like, does this guy's fucking, you know, cold sore keep him out for the rest of the season? <laughs> we got to get a replacement. It's fucking uh, Artem Lobov because Jason Knight's on the show. Come on, man. I write stories. Artem. All right. Alex, Alex Caceres versus Daniel Panetta. I mean, this is this is uh, this is veteran Caceres shit. You can't go in, in your next fight, perform the way you did, talk about how you're here now, almost cry, and perform like this your next fight. <laughs> you just did what you do. You ran, you got stuck, you ran some more, you stuck a little, then you got stuck again. You know what I mean? There's a lot of uh, avoiding, a lot of defensive work, not a lot of offense. That's what I saw. And by the, in round two, Panetta was he was out of it. He was dead tired, out of energy. He looked worn out, and he had taken so many body shots. It might not even be his cardio. It might be all the body kicks he took. In the we fight. talked about Caceres being successful in this division because of his weight, because of his body. legs. The way he moves, bro, everything about if he uses it offensively, he could do that shit in half the time. Instead of going fucking three rounds, make it two and a half. <laughs> Speed it up. Make him tired earlier, dude. Make him want – like Connor was saying during the Ultimate Fighter, he's like, you want him to throw a jab, make him throw the jab. Caceres has that ability. At the end of that fight, they let him speak, and he calls out Alexander, and Bisping didn't know who the fuck he was talking about. He's like, Volkanovski? And finally, after a second, 
that's how that's how uh, I mean, I like Alex Kutarius. He's gotten on my good side, but that's kind of a tall order to call out Volkanovski right now. I mean, I know he's been around a while, and it was so such so off the wall. Michael Bisping, he didn't even know he didn't put two, two and two together. He was even talking about. So, yeah, so funny. everybody else calls him by his last name. <laughs> you idiot. Uh, the next one kind of went the way I thought. Uh, Kai looked like uh, this is Kai Car France versus yeah. Amir Albazi. Amir's a problem, dude. He's different. He's built different, and he's a 125er. All right, 125er. This guy versus Brendan Moreno, who's been 19 since his first day in the UFC, hasn't aged a fucking minute. I think he will. He will. He's the only thing that I could think that could bring something else to Brandon Moreno. The only one. He's seen everything Davison Figueroa's got. He's seen everything Kai Car France has. Uh, Amir's a little different. I think he's stronger, dude. He's built. He's he's a brick shit house, right? This is a big boy for being flyweight. He throws heavy hands. He's quick. He's he's fearless. He wants. He's trying to get that money, man. And I think it's a good matchup for the flyweight division, because ain't shit else happening, dude. Bring otherwise, bring Mighty Mouse Johnson back. Then we'll talk about some shit. All right. Now I'll tell you about this fight here. This fight, I uh, I hadn't I hadn't gotten around to watching it, and I go to watch it before this show today after work, and I didn't have enough time. So I fast forward one on the on the DVR. I hit the the one speed to fast forward double time, okay? Because I had already heard the fight. I already knew who won, and I already knew there was a lot of people complaining about the decision, saying Kai Kara France should have won this fight. So when you watch it, and I know this is a unique perspective. No one's gonna fucking watch it like this. But since I had it one one speed quicker, I see that uh, Kai Kara France he's throwing a lot of punches. He's doing damage, but he's never in the center of the octagon. Amir Abazi is always in the, he's in the center the whole time. He's leading the dance. And a one round, I know he had his back like pretty much the whole fucking round. Uh, France uh, turned mm-hmm. him around with like 30 seconds to go. But, I mean, I know that's supposed to be like one of the uh, the least things they look on. Like if everything else is even, yeah. uh, who who is the uh, octagon control? But that definitely, to me, looked like Amir Albazi. Still does matter, especially if it's the entirety of the fight. If it's mostly you in, in, initiating the action, they're going to pay attention to that. This is the guy who's making you d- throw the jab. Like we said, I'm not, I'm, the, Kai Car France is one of the top flyweights without question, one of the best. But if we're, if we're going to sell a flyweight match, it's not going to be against a guy that Brandon's already beat. Brandon's already beat Kai Car France. We need to see him beat Amir Albazi. Let us believe you more because you're fighting the same guys. It's hard to, you know, it took a long time to believe the fucking Rich Franklin wasn't the champion when Anderson Silva beat him, right? He had to do it twice. Do it again. He did it to Davis and Figueroa. There's no point to do it to Kai Car of France. It, was, it wasn't as evenly matched. And Amir is right there, dude. He's got a name behind him. I think he's got, this. realistically, these are the top three guys. If Figueroa's going up to 35, then these are the top three guys. So whichever way they play it is going to be fine. One way or the other, Amir is going to be fighting for that belt at some point. You know, what do they want to do? What storyline are they trying to write? It's up to them. What were we talking about? Roller skating? (laughs) So we're going to get this next card out in Rogers Arena in Canada. I wonder how close that is to these wildfires. I'm on the East Coast, and this shit's like burning my eyes. The smoke is... I mean, you can ride up to the city. You can hardly see the fucking city. Uh, But anyway, uh, so it starts off... Uh, Diana uh, Balbetta versus Maria Oliveira. All right, so Balbetta, dude, she's she's one and three in the UFC. She's fourteen and seven. She's got four submission losses. Uh, this fight is going to be one of those the, the typical going to a decision fight. Uh, Maria Oliveira, she was knocked out on the first round in the contender series. She was gone out of the. She never got picked or signed in the UFC. She went and she beat two girls. Neither neither one of these girls had a win. Either one of them had a win. She's back in the UFC. She's one and two in the UFC now. And uh, her one win was a split decision over Gloria DePaula, who's six and six. So who who the fuck knows, man? Yeah, I don't know. Tough to say. Buddy. Tough to, tough to huh. say. So if, I, if I'm putting my money on this fight, I'm losing. Uh, David Dvorak versus uh, Steven... What is that? F R C E G? I can't see it on my screen. Oh, E R C G. 
FRC. Yeah, okay. That's not a name ever for anyone. And he doesn't even have a picture, so I'm going to board this one. <laughs> what do you know about this Steven guy? Uh, Dude, all right. So the reason you don't know anything about him, this fight was literally, like just a few hours ago, changed up. It was supposed to be David Dvorak versus uh, Matt Snell. But anyway, I don't know what happened to Snell, but he's gone now. And they got this, they signed the Steve Ersig. I guess that's his name. Who knows? Uh, this guy, be that. <laughs> Orsig, Astro Boy, his nickname. Six, he's 9-1, six submissions, one knockout win. His UFC de- debut, uh, he fights out of Australia. So most of his fights has been in his external MMA. And uh, all six of his subs are a, a, a version of a choke. Rear naked or guillotine. Uh, Dvorak has never been submitted. I think this would be an easy win for Dvorak. Yeah, he's a tough kid. That's the one thing that I've seen in there. Every time this dude has fought, this Dvorak guy, he's tough as hell. He's been in there. I don't think he's going to be too worried. It's just, uh, what what else new does this kid have? We'll see. I don't yeah, know I mean, Dvorak, he's lost his last two, but he had won his previous 16 fights before. It's, he's going to get back on track using this. Bingo. Got to. Oh, God, I'm seeing names. Look at all these canceled fights. Jesus. Yeah. That's like a big shakeup just happened. Uh, Kyle, Kyle Nelson versus Blake Builder. Uh, Nelson. So this guy, he was 12-1 and one before the UFC and then 1-4-1 in the UFC. But, you know, he's a Canadian. They had to put a Canadian on the card. Uh, a Builder, he's uh, he's only 5'8", where Nelson's 5'11". But, and, and, you know... Me and you might get different uh, heights and reaches sometimes because a lot of times I'm using sure dog. I notice don't match up with DSPN whatsoever. Sometimes the ages don't even fucking. But, yeah, uh, you want who's working on this part of the website. <laughs> uh, builder, one knockout, four submission win. Uh, he did uh, have a first round win on the contender series. It was a decision win. He got a decision win. It was a submission win. He got a decision win in his UFC. And. Uh, I, yeah, I think he's just going to pick apart Nelson and show that he belongs in UFC. What he, unless Nelson's hyped up by this Canadian crowd like uh, like Molly Meatball does. I, I don't know. What, sometimes these crowds like pump your ass up. Yeah, they'll do something to you. Yeah, I don't know either one of these guys too well to really have any input. But uh, both 32 kind of evenly matched in height. A little bit of reach for Kyle. If he uses it correctly, you know, there's an advantage there. We'll see. All right, this, uh... You may do it? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, Keelang Aori, 24-9 versus Ayman Zabibi, who's 9-2. and two. Hey. Uh, Bantamweights, uh, wow. Ayman's 35, Keelang is 29, young guy. Uh, everything else is relatively the same, man. Bantamweights, though. What you got for me? Yeah, I actually wrote down in between these guys, I wrote toss-up. But, uh, uh this, uh, Zabibi, you know, he's the Canadian here. Uh, I, I, I just what I wrote. I'm only going with him because I, he was impressive in his last fight. He's a winner, Ricky Torsios. It, it was a decision win, but the dude, he was good all over. On the feet, on the ground. Uh, this Q-Lane guy, he's got eight knockout wins, one submission. Uh, he has been submitted twice. So that, okay, that's so a, I'm in the hobby, in dude. There. My bad. That, that's what I thought it was. But see, for some reason, when I, I just look at the Google thing, and it cuts off the bottom part of their name. Like the actual part of the letters. So I thought it was all B's. So I said oh. Zabibi. Uh, it doesn't matter. Not a real person. Ayman Zahabi. Yeah. He is he is Faraz Zahabi's uh, little brother, dude. Uh, you know, no, yeah, Faraz Zahabi, if you're not aware, he's the guy that coaches like G- GSP and okay. name any other ca- Canadian fighter you can think of. Oops, can't. Go ahead. <laughs> That's the joke. Actually, that, the, all right. So, yeah, you're right. You can't. There's one coming up later in the card that. It's gonna end up being there. Yeah, that's the only other guy I could think of. Who else you got? Give <laughs> another one right now. Anyway. No, I don't have another one. Uh, I don't either. <laughs> I got none. I was thinking there was there was some guy. Anyway, Miranda Maverick, Jasmine Judah Vicious. Uh, all right. So, is she kind of low on the card though? Huh? <laughs> they should be lower on the card. I think Miranda Maverick. Oh, Miranda. She hasn't been that great lately. But she's got a name. She's Sam. won her last two. I don't know how she has a name. <laughs> all four losses and decision losses, including I talk about it all the time, but oh, and uh, also Bisbing. <laughs> that that um, 
just that girl that's really uh, uh Barber, Macy Barber. That that should have been a win. But anyway, uh, Judah Vicious, uh, she's won four of her last five. Both her losses are decisions. Uh, this, you know this is going to a decision. Yeah, I think it's it's. Uh, I think honestly though, this is a setup for Miranda to win. Easy. I think Maverick was gonna pull it. Oh, buddy, though this next one, I like the next one, and they set it up nicely to to push us into the main card. Uh, Nazardine Imavov versus Chris Curtis. Okay, what do we know about Imavov? Who did he? He's crushing everybody. Yeah, but everybody. but he is coming off decision loss to Strickland. But also good fight. Yeah, Strickland. Yeah. You know what I mean? Surprisingly, did well against the guy who wants you to do well. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, Chris Kurt. Are you t- wait? Are you talking about Chris Curtis? No, I'm off? talking about um. That's Amano. what I thought. Okay, didn't Chris Curtis train with Strickland? So there we go. I think There's he does. Actually, I'm almost positive. Don't Google it because I know I'm right. Uh, Chris Curtis though, lots of fights under this man's belt. All right, hell hell of a bunch of organizations this man has participated in, and you know we kind of we, you know we weren't paying as much attention as we should have. But uh, this is a, a tough matchup, you know, for both guys. I think it's going to be an interesting fight. I hope it ends early. But I think it could go either way. Who wants it? Chris Chris fought his last fight real strange. He yeah, wasn't as aggressive. You know, he, he does that every once in a while. Uh, he was exposed. Man, my mind is drawing a fucking blank. I'm, uh, I'm going to just look it up real quick. Uh, what's it? it was Jack Hermison. Yep. Uh, just kind of exposed him because everybody else, he... Chris Curtis comes in the UFC. Everyone's boxing with the man's a pure boxer. Yeah. And uh, Jack Hermison was just sticking moved on him. And like, he's Chris Curtis is not going to chase you down. And then Kevin Gastelum is who he fought last time. He just yeah. come in there, hit him a couple times, back, back up, hit him a couple. It's like he, he used the Jack Hermison game plan. You know, before then was Buckley. You know, Buckley's standing and trading with you. He, yeah. he knocked Buckley out. I don't think Nazardine's going to do that, though. Nazardine's more of a, uh, I'm going to counter you. Move out of the way, circle out of the way, and try to, and he's got some power, too. And I don't, I've never seen the man get tired. Cardio for days. Uh, next up, Eric Anders versus Mark andre Barriut. There's a Canadian. We would have never guessed that. <laughs> no, we would uh, never know. No, not that his first name would have gave it away. Um, there's a hyphen, folks, and he's not from Alabama. Eric Anders, I think he's going down. I'm going Mark andre there. All my money on him. Eric Anders hasn't been the same since he first his first fight. <laughs> you know what I mean? He just <laughs> we get it. You played football. Both of these guys are so damn inconsistent. You got Why Eric Anders, eight and seven in the UFC, uh, eight seven and one no contest. Uh, Barriott, four five and one in the UFC. They're both just inconsistent. Hell, they win a couple fights, lose a couple fights. Win a... Eric Anders, it seems like he gets knocked out a lot. Yeah, I, just, I feel the same about Bar- uh, Mark Andre, but I also feel like he might have at least a little bit of a better chin. Yeah, it seems like he likes to keep the pressure on. When well, Eric Eric throws his punches either super low to the body, exposing his chin, or with his head up, exposing his chin. He's not a striker like that. He's a he's explosive. Uh, I think he might get exposed here. But uh, Danny Gay versus Nate Landwehr. Whatever happens wow. in this fight, at least the end will be interesting when they get on the microphone and Danny Gay <laughs> says two words or Nate Landwehr doesn't shut the fuck up. <laughs> so Danny uh, Gay, man, is, uh, he's talking about he wants to rebuild his name. He feels his, his name was uh, was lost. Uh, it's lost some meaning. He wants to rebuild it, and this is where it's going to start. Uh, both these dudes, though, have been going in different directions. Uh, Landwehr is won his last three fights when, when Ige... You know, he he uh he beat Damon Jackson in his last fight. I mean that that's a tough fight, but he had lost his three uh previous or well, three three previous uh fights and four of his last six fights. So we'll see, man. Late Landwehr is it, both of these guys are tough guys. Yeah, that's the whole thing. This is gonna be they're gonna be throwing fucking bombs, <laughs> and whoever avoids the first one is gonna probably win. All right, Mike Malott, you know. I didn't even write anything over by him. I'll tell you about Adam Fugit, nine and three, uh, five knockouts, three submission wins. Uh, he has won five of his last six fights, but this is just stepping stone from Malat. Malat uh, is won his last five fights all in the first round. Uh, Malat, the Canadian. Th- this is this fight is made, I think, to just showcase Malat, get him over in Canada even more, uh, introduce him over here to us. It, you know, it is a pay-per-view and, uh, you know, keep his name in the loop. 
Mike Malad has been looking fantastic. and he- Absolutely, and that's exactly why I have to go for Adam Fugit to, for the knockout. <laughs> oh, so funny. That would be so funny. I dude. can't pick against Mike Malad again. He was... I've been picking against him ever since he was on the Contender Series. He came in there looking like that fucking pretty boy, the jet skis, the women. I'm like, what the fuck? This guy gets hit in the face one time. It's all over. But then if you realistically look at GSP, you could pick all those things too if it was the first time you saw him. He's fucking handsome. He's a little charismatic. He's a sweet French man. And then you're like, he's fucking good as shit, actually. Uh, But yeah, I I do believe you're right. He's going to showcase the shit out of this dude. It's going to end in the first round. Uh, Charles Oliveira versus Benil Dariush. Now, I love this matchup. This is a great matchup. Uh, Darius needs the respect. The motherfucker is is nobody to play with, okay? Standing on the ground, it doesn't matter. He's a little undersized. He's going to be a little shorter than Charles Oliveira for sure. He might be a little slower, but I think he's uh, he's more not telegraphic. Like he's he, he's It's obvious to tell what he's doing, but I think he's patient. He's patient for the right reasons, and Charles has definitely became that later in his career after becoming champion and shit. So this is going to be – this could be a long-ass fight. This could yeah. be a really long fight. Um, the only thing I could say that could end it early is if Charles decides to do some uh, submission shit, if he tries to take him down and finish him that way. But I don't think it's going to go quick. Yeah, but Benil, you know, he's won his last eight. He hasn't lost since 2018. <laughs> and then Oliver, this is, this, is this is a test for him. You know, this is his first fight back after after the loss of the belt to Islam. So yeah. this, this man, this will see, this fight... I mean, this this could have his his career going back up or his career going back down. So, yeah, uh, do this you want be, Hopefully, the man comes in with a vengeance. We oh. talked about this fight last week. You guys already kind of know how we feel about it. I mean, it's a death sentence for Irene. We don't know why it's <laughs> happened. How'd you get here? You know, in the first place, who have you fought to? You know, make yourself even eligible to fight for the belt. It's insane. But yeah, Amanda Nunes takes this probably second round. Yeah, if that, if that. If, yeah, I'll say if if that. If if she wants to be patient and have a little fun, it goes to the second round. <laughs> Otherwise, she's going to put this bitch away. Dude, it's over. Amanda's not giving that belt away again. I doubt she does before she retires. She's yeah. been dangerous, dude. We, we we could talk all the shit about female fighters, but she is easily the most dangerous. When we saw what she did to Cyborg, that changed the whole game. It wasn't what she did to Ronda Rousey. It's what she did to Cyborg. That's what changed the game. Now, oh, yeah. shit. And Penne, like Jessica Penne, comes out of nowhere. Bye. See you. No one remembers. <laughs> I guess they, they couldn't find any... Uh... You know, any Canadian female to step up and have this fight against oh, Like, Irene is uh, good enough of a first name for a Canadian lady, right? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I don't know. All right, folks. The show's over. Good night. We're out. Or stick around for a special treat. I'm going to bring up something I don't think's ever been brought up on this show before. <laughs> so, all right, dude. So, I just want to bring this up. Special treat for the listeners if they're still there. Fucking bastards. <laughs> yeah, if you this. listen to this long. <laughs> so, I uh, listened to the last episode of uh, Who Are These Pussies? And uh, you named it appropriate years ago. Because I uh, I was, I was I knew they put out that video talking about you, so I went to listen to it. And uh, see if they mentioned you again. But I'm going to give you a story they told at the beginning of the show. They, they didn't mention you, but they told a story about their band. Apparently, a Roy's in a band. Yeah. And they open up for the Misfits. Okay, I don't. Have you heard this? No, dude. This no way in hell I'd be telling this story to anybody if right. I was. Anyway, so they open up for the Misfit, the Misfits. Like, you know, it, who even remembers these guys? Wait, wait, wait. Can I just say, add one thing? Good. I don't do the same music as them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. So, so they do that, and apparently they decide to. Uh, and, and by the way, apparently their band. Uh, doesn't have any lyrics at all. It's just music. But between songs, they have an announcer who cracks jokes. Of course, of course they do. Of course. Jesus. And they made some jokes about the Misfits. So when they were done with their set, one of their band members, uh, the guy that was telling the story, goes outside. Uh, he's also the announcer cracking the jokes. And the drummer for the Misfits, uh, Chupacabra. I don't know if you ever heard this guy. I don't know anything about the Misfits. But the guy looks like he's like... Uh, Five feet tall when I Google the guy. Uh, he is built, but he's a little short looking guy. Yeah. Apparently, the guy from the Misfits comes up to him. He goes, I don't appreciate you telling these jokes about the band and proceeds to fucking punch him right in the face. Wow. <laughs> the dude said he fell on the ground. Uh, drummer for the Misfits was just kicking on him, pounding on him. And then he goes back inside and he goes up to Roy 
and comes up and says the same thing to, to Roy and punches him in the face. Apparently Roy fell down, his glasses hit the ground. They fucking, he, I don't even know if he ever found his glasses. Then he, uh, the owner, that, of course, they, uh, sounds like Roy and the owner of this place were close is how they got to open the show. For sure. Uh, the owner goes up to Roy and is like, okay, sorry all that happened, but uh, y'all gotta go. Misfits want you out. <laughs> so, so, so they had to fucking leave, all right? Well, one of their friends in there uh, sees what happens. And, uh, you know, let me ask you, what would you do if this happened to you? I, I don't think you'd just fucking lay down on the ground wincing in pain doing nothing. And, yeah. and plus, if you had a whole band full of members, I yeah. would hope they're not going to stand around and watch and not doing a, a fucking thing. Well, like I said, Sam, my band, we would be playing different music. <laughs> my band would be full of guys that probably did some time. You know, they might have some gang affiliations. They're just good at guitar. You know what I mean? Don't speak to him, though. He's already crazy. That guitar is his only love. Uh, yeah, it becomes your your instruments become your weapons. But if these guys have tambourines and fucking spoons and shit and a, you know, a ukulele, what, what could they possibly do? Clearly, the guys from the Misfits weren't afraid. You know what I mean? Like, these guys play folk music. I'll beat the hell out of the whole band. It didn't fuck? sound like he even need, he only needed the drummer. And the rest of the guys the just midget locked. drummer. Yeah, only, he only needed it. So well, and then and chances are, Sam, the drummer, all he had was brushes. He didn't <laughs> have actual drumsticks because you know what I mean. He's playing with just a snare and one fucking tom, no bass drum even. He's like, this is folk music. That's what we do. We don't need a singer. So this is art. <laughs> so after they left, they 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 fucking leave. Uh, I guess their only fan was at the show or a friend of theirs. He sees what's happening. Or what happened? Was it, show? was it a bringer show for a Misfits concert? <laughs> I don't know. But he, he goes outside and slashes, slashes the tires of the Misfits van. Oh, come so, on. Dude, Bro, what, a, what pussy-fied ass move. That's pussy shit, 100%. Right. Because I'll tell you a story right now. I'll add real quickly, just because this is a fight podcast. Bro, I got in a fight. I beat up these two kids for fucking with the girl I was dating when I was in high school the same day. I caught the one kid early in the morning, and I, I chipped his tooth, and I chipped part of his cheekbone. I hit him with the left hand. First time I ever used my left hand on anybody. And I tried to catch the other kid in the middle of lunch. So it would have been full of people. All that happened is I beat this kid. The first kid, I beat him up, and a teacher walks in as I'm cursing him out. And he's like, stop cussing. And I said, all right. And I sat down. Nothing happened. <laughs> Find out later as I'm on the bus to go to like this vocational school to do uh, graphic design. He slashed my fucking – he didn't even slash my – he didn't slash my tires, Sam. He keyed my fucking car. He, he, I, I'm on the bus, and I'm looking outside, and I see the dean with him. And he's fucking next to my car. I'm like, what the fuck is this? This dude snitching right now? Mm. Nah, they caught him on camera keying my fucking car. Mm. You know what he did after that when we both got suspended? He offered to paint my car. <laughs> because that's what happens after I whoop your ass. You go fix my shit. <laughs> so, that's fucked up, so, you know, Roy, he was all happy about what happened because he got his <laughs> revenge on the misfits. He went back to his house and, uh, you know, Roy being Roy was just... So over the world with this, what he did, he made a meme uh, of the the drummer for the Misfits sucking on the penis, like, and put it out on his Facebook. And then he was so happy because it got taken down. So he's like, oh, he must have seen the meme and got it taken down. Dude. It's all speculation. Like, <laughs> so, hope that that's about them. So, I mean, talk about bringing a, a, a fucking a pin to a gunfight. Dude punches you in the face. You go back home and you make a meme and put it on the computer. The fuck on, dude. Tell me what you tell me what that sticker he's, says. He's got a sticker. Oh, is that a toolbox? A, uh, a misfit sticker on here. Yeah, you can say that. It's a toolbox. <laughs> There's a tool inside. You know what I mean? <clears throat> but yes, uh, shout out misfits. You guys are fucking fantastic. Never listen to one song, but I'll I'll forever be a fan of at least the drummer. Shout out to the drummer. Shout out to any drummer, unless you're in a folk band where there are no lyrics because you guys are too artsy. I bet they had their shirts tucked in, Sam. I couldn't believe what I was listening to. I was like, why the fuck would anybody tell this story? And, you know, I was going to I was gonna siphle through the show. Self-deprecating, I couldn't, Sam. But- I, I couldn't help. I did have to listen. I will say it's good content because I had to listen to that shit. I just, I, like, right. I couldn't believe that you were so happy to extract revenge by making a meme after somebody knocks you down. Punches you in the face, and not, not only you, but your band member also. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Two of, the, two of the five, you know what I mean? <laughs> Interesting. Thanks for sharing that story, buddy. That was very no funny. No problem, man. And to be that close to a band that is so irrelevant is so stupid <laughs> in itself. 
You know what I mean? Like who's still who? I didn't like the kids in school that still liked the Misfits because it was in fucking the 2000s. Like, didn't that band die in the 70s? I swear to God, most fucking Mac Danzig, right? He's a fucking creep. Yeah. He's a fucking guy too. It's like, Hold why does you guys like these guys? Because it's like watching The Room. You like it because it's not good. That's it. I mean, you know, that's fucking with somebody's income. Slashing the tires of their van. Come the fuck on, man. That's like taking someone's like Patreon from my and Patreon. fucking posting a clip. Exactly. It was somebody's income. Some all right. Show all notes, right. all that stuff, guys. Instagram, Twitter. All right, we're out. Fight!